Buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, brought to you by Del Monte Foods, the brand preferred by more women than any other line of canned fruits and vegetables in the world. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story, The Gum Queen. I was standing at the door to my office in back of the tambourine when he came in. Dark skin, a white suit, and black sideburns. Right then, he looked like any other paying customer, only he didn't stop at the bar. He plotted the shortest course through the tables, making every step count. And when he reached me, he stopped, took off his hat, mopped his balding head with a fresh handkerchief, threw me a frozen smile, and held out his hand. You are Mr. Jordan. That's right. My name is Hakkar, Gerard Hakkar. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Hakkar? I wish to learn if it is possible to rent your cafe for a party. It's possible, for a price. I'm in the office, Mr. Hakkar. Thank you, Mr. Jordan. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, about this party. Mr. Jordan, a camel caravan arrives tonight from the Anglo-Egyptian Sudan, carrying a large cargo of gum Arabic. Is that right? Do not confuse gum Arabic with the kind of gum you chew, Mr. Jordan, which is in reality chicle. Well, we learn something every day. You see, gum Arabic is employed in pharmacology, textiles, and such. The gum Arabic from the Sudan is about the best in the world. Quite valuable. Well, that's all very interesting. Now, what about running the tambourine? Yes, yes, I am coming to that. The men of the caravan have been working in the interior for many months. Their journey has been arduous. Sheldon wishes them to have a party with much merriment. Sheldon? Who's Sheldon? The owner of the acacia tree plantation in the Sudan. Sheldon is with the caravan, but sent me ahead to make necessary arrangements. All right, supposing we get to details. You are willing to take the party, then? I'm willing to talk about it. Very well. We will uh, motor into the desert tonight, meet the caravan, and discuss final details with Sheldon. Oh, hold it, Hakkar. Why out in the desert? Those are Sheldon's instructions. Everything must be arranged and in readiness when the men finally arrive in Cairo. Well? Oh, I don't see why not. Anything for a change. Good. At nine o'clock then, Mr. Jordan, I am certain that you will find the journey most diverting. I was going to remember those words. Anyhow, at the crack of nine, Gerard Hakkar steered a 1938 rented convertible up to the tambourine door. I piled in and we drove through Cairo across the Ismail Bridge. On the west side of the Nile, we turned south for a while, then off toward the desert. Oh, I enjoyed every bit of it. With a full moon riding high, the sight of the pyramids was worth seeing again. As we left them behind, her car slowed the car and kept peering off into the desert. Finally, against the glow of the sky, a camel came climbing up over a distant sand dune. Then another and another, till there were 24 of them in a line and coming our way. 
That is our caravan, Mr. Jordan. We will wait here. Oh, it's quite a sight, Mr. Hakar. Indeed it is. Ships of the desert, Mr. Jordan. Loaded with the product of a year's labor in the Sudan. You're sure Sheldon's with them? Observe riding in the lead there. That is Sheldon. It could be no one else. We waited there for them to approach out of the deep sands. Sheldon, riding in the lead especially, held my eye. An erect figure and in full command. We sat there a few minutes watching the caravan silently come toward us. And they were in calling distance when all at once it happened. Riding up over the horizon came a pack of horsemen, guns firing and heading directly into the caravan. Get one tribesman, Mr. Jordan. Raiders in the night. They were pounding in, throwing the drivers to the sand, scattering the camels, and only Sheldon tried to fight back, swinging a whip and pistol, trying to drive off the attack and keep the caravan in line. It was like trying to stop a desert sandstorm. Come, Jordan, let us go to their aid. Now, we were out struggling through the sand. By the time we got to the scene, all the camels had been taken and the raiding tribesmen were vanishing into the desert night. All but one who saw us coming and tried to run me down. I just managed to jump out of the way, and as he rode by, I grabbed him by the foot, and he piled down into the sand. I pulled him up with his robe tightly torn around his throat. And then, with the shot from Hakkar's gun, he suddenly slumped and pitched face down in the sand. Some of the camel drivers came running up. That's when I met Sheldon. Wearing a man's shirt, pants, boots, and a gun strapped to her side, but all woman. Is he hurt? Yes, but he's, he's still breathing. You didn't have to do that, Hakar. Why should I not shoot him? He was a common thief. Why should we not shoot all of them if we could? Turn him over. We'll see what can be done. Uh, Here, help me tear up his rope. We can bind the wounds uh, for now. Sure. You got the right idea, lady. Oh, by the way, who are you? The name's Jordan. This is Rocky Jordan, Mrs. Sheldon. He is from the Café Tambourine to discuss the party. Help her car, will you, Rocky? Carry this man to the car. Get him into Cairo. Oh, Mrs. Sheldon, is this necessary? Can we not just leave him? If we don't get him to a hospital bed soon, he'll die. And what difference does it make for such as him? Difference? Dead men don't talk, Hakar. If this man lives, he can tell us plenty. Who led the Bedouin raid? Where they're taking the gum arrow, Vic? Quickly, Hakar. Very well, Mrs. Sheldon. I will take him to the Cairo hospital at once. And see that he gets there alive. Sheldon stayed behind to organize the bewildered camel drivers, and I went with her car. We took the wounded raider into Cairo and finally got him into a hospital bed. Sheldon showed up a little later, but the raider was still unable to talk. She told her car to stay at the bedside and call us if anything happened, and she and I sat down together outside. For the first time, she began to look tired. Sometimes you wonder if it's worth it. Yeah, pretty rough deal. Got a cigarette? Uh, sure. Here you are. Thanks. We met at a bad time, Jordan. Sorry if I sounded rough. Didn't strike me that way. Forget it. I'm not so bad when you get to know me. Just been bossing men around too long. Yeah, you were doing all right when I saw you. Oh? About the party, Rocky. I suppose you'd like to call it off now, huh? I wouldn't blame you. No, no, I promised the men. I don't like to go back on a promise. But you'll have to trust me for a couple of days, though, until I get alone at the bank. I, uh, don't do business on the cuff, Mrs. Sheldon. No? Forget it. I can understand what that raid did to you. Looks like they took almost everything. Everything I've worked and slaved for the past year, that's all. <sighs> Anyhow, the plantation's still there. Does it belong to you? No, it was my husband's. When a tropical disease got him, I just took over, that's all. And I did all right. <sighs> Till tonight. Yeah. Uh, about the party, Mrs. Shellen. Yes? Maybe we can work something out. I told you there was no money yet. 
Anyhow, we can talk it over. At lunch tomorrow? There's a boat tied up in the Nile docks waiting for my cargo. The Minya. You'll find me there. Well, that made it a date, and I went back to the tambourine. My help had closed up for the night long before I got there, but I had a visitor just the same. Just as I was unlocking the door, he shuffled out of a nearby shadow. Who's that? It is Belak, one of the drivers from the caravan. What do you want here? I have much to tell, sir. Although my arrival in Cairo finds me woefully short of money. If that's all you want, beat it. Uh, wait, wait, please, sir. For money, I would exchange most amazing information. What makes you think I'll buy? It concerns the Mrs. Sheldon. And most reasonable, only ten Egyptian pounds. Make it five and talk fast. Ah, eh... Uh, there is trouble ahead for you, Effendi. You are in great danger. The information, Pelak. The raider who you dragged from the horse in the desert. He who fell by Hakar's gun. Very strange, sir. Come on, get to the point. The man, he is not a Bedouin at all. Not even a native of the desert. And who is he? The man is a Greek named Trakus. Trakus? How do you know all this? That is information I do not sell. But I ask you, Jordan Bay... Why would Trakus be with the Bedouins? You're telling it, Bela. Why would this notorious international thief bother with a mere cargo of gum Arabic, sir? Ah, there is something behind this, Effendi. There is more than meets the eye. All right, so we'll go see Trakus. Uh, no, no, not I, Jordan Bay. I warn you, keep away from Bela, him. Bela, come back here. There is trouble, sir. Much trouble. He kept running, and I didn't try to follow. Balak had sold me plenty for his money, enough to send me backtracking to the hospital with a lot of questions. I don't like walking into trouble, and right now is the time to clear it up. When I got to the hospital floor where they'd taken Trocas, neither Sheldon nor Hakar was there, but plenty of other people were. I shoved my way through the crowd to his room, then I saw it was too late for any talk. Someone made sure he'd never talk. Trocas was dead, but not from the bullet wound. Something a lot more recent and a lot more sure. A knife with a six-inch blade. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Now here's a little family drama that's worth listening in on. Enter our hero. He's just finished polishing the family car. There's nothing like polishing the car to give a man a thirst. <laughs> well, you hard-working angel, I've got just the thing you need for a pick-me-up. Well, keep me not in suspense, my love. My tongue hangeth out. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your horses, dear. I'll just get this pitcher out of the refrigerator. Okay. Here you are. Del Monte tomato juice. A nice, cool glass. Mmm. Say... That's really refreshing. Right, for a real refreshment, a pick-me-up when you need it, it's Del Monte tomato juice every time. Del Monte tomato juice is fresh tasting. And fresh is really the word. Del Monte tomato juice is made from fresh, vine-ripened tomatoes, the kind with that rich, sunny flavor. Del Monte tomato juice is natural tasting. Yes, close quality control by Del Monte assures you of true natural flavor. In tomato juice, just as in all Del Monte tomato products, only the very best tomatoes are used. Del Monte tomato juice is refreshing. Refreshing is right. A real pick-me-up when you need it. Real tomato flavor that makes you ask for more. Fresh tasting. Natural tasting. And refreshing. 
Fresh-tasting, natural-tasting, and refreshing. That's what tomato juice should be. And that's what Del Monte tomato juice is. Look for Del Monte tomato juice at your grocer's. Keep a couple of cans handy in the refrigerator at all times. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Gum Queen. All in all, it turned out to be quite a night. The attack by Bedouin tribesmen on an incoming caravan from the Sudan. The wounded Bedouin, who turns out not to be a Bedouin at all, but a Greek named Trakos. Before I can get to him with some questions, somebody else gets there first with a knife. Well, that brought Captain Sam Sabai into the case real quick. And it wasn't long before I was sitting in his office at headquarters. He was taking a big folder out of the files. Yes, Jordan, it is regrettable that Trakos did not talk before he was killed. Well, you got something on him, Sam? A most voluminous dossier. <laughs> now we shall see. Mm. Yes, indeed. As the driver said, Trakus was a man with an international record. Like what, Sam? Well, 1945, espionage. Nin- mm-hmm. 1947, connected with a vast narcotics ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what do they mm-hmm stand for, Sam? 1948, suspicion of assassination. Well, a very big man in crime, Jordan. But not anymore. He's most peculiar. That somebody would want to kill a guy like that? Rather that Trakus should become involved in something so small, such as a raiding a caravan. Well, I don't know. The cargo of gum Arabic was worth close to 12,000 pounds. Hardly worthwhile in view of his previous activities. Mm-hmm. So you think it's something bigger? Well, let's have the rest, Sam. The last we have is when he disappeared into Tanganyiki, South Africa, at the beginning of this year. Oh, one moment. You're going to spend the night looking through those files? We omit no possibility. And then I take it you won't need me anymore. Go if you wish. Go, Jordan. Yeah? About the Mrs. Sheldon, the leader of the caravan. Will you be seeing her again? It's possible. It's on your mind. I'm merely suggesting, Jordan, that you keep yourself free of murder. You've got no reason to suspect her. Not at the moment. But consider, she brings her caravan across the sands almost to the very gates of Cairo before it is conveniently attacked. That all that's bothering you? Hardly. But does it not seem strange? I'll take my chances. Very well, Jordan. But mark my word. You have not seen the last of the gum Arabic. Sam wasn't telling me what I wanted, so I left him. I was sure he hadn't seen me slip a few pages out of the Trakas dossier while his back was turned and put them in my pocket for future use, just checking on what the mm-hmms meant. It was too late at night to catch a taxi, so I started to hoof it back to the tambourine. Only it happened, I caught a ride. Hello, Jordan. Get in. Sorry, I'm all dated up. Yeah, you are now. This gun says get in. You can bill me for the ride. It's on the expense account. You're working for me, Jordan. Doing what? Playing messenger boy. You're taking a proposition to the gum queen. Gum queen? Sheldon, Jordan, don't play dumb with me. What do I tell her? She can have all her gum Arabic bag. You got it? Tell her she's in luck, Jordan. Sheldon gets the whole cargo for half the value. Why half? You could dump it on the open market and do better. I'd rather play it safe than take the loss. You get it? 
Yeah. Give it to me in round figures. Half the price, I said. Six thousand pounds. And I'll remind Sheldon to look you up. I deal with you alone, Jordan. Have the money on you. I'll be around again. Oh, uh, one more question. Yeah? Who killed Trockers? You're out of bounds, Jordan. Take the deal to Sheldon. And quick! <laughs> I wasn't fast enough for him, and his foot slammed me out of the car and onto the sidewalk. The car shot down the dark street and was gone. And I picked myself up, not sure, but that Sam was right. There was a lot more behind this than gum Arabic. But I was mixed up in it now and had to play along. When I finally got back to the tambourine, it was almost daylight. I tried for some sleep, but before noon, I was down along the Nile docks to keep my date with Sheldon and her boat. She had traded her rough clothes for something better, and she looked just like I'd hoped she would. We went over to a waterfront cafe. Pretty soon, she got to talking. You've been real nice to me, Rocky. Real nice. Well, let's just say I'm after business for my cafe. I know you better than that. You've forgotten all about the party. Maybe. Any luck with the loan? I'll get it. Enough to last me through another year. Does that mean you're going back to the Sudan? Sure. I've stuck it out there for five years. One more year doesn't matter. Takes nerve. What else can a woman do but hang on to what she's got left? Can't always be bad breaks. Mrs. Sheldon, just how bad do you want your gum Arabic back? What kind of question is that, Rocky? It happens I know how you can get it. How? For 6,000 pounds. Look, Rocky, don't kid me like that. Of course I want it back. Just don't kid me. Half the value of the merchandise. That's his price. Whose price? Well, some character who picked me up last night. What's his name? Who is he? Didn't say. And how much do you get out of it? Nothing. It's a lot more than that to convince me, Jordan. A lot more. Mrs. Shelton, I've been looking all over for you. Oh, her car. Sit down. We've got some talking to do. Uh, the bank wishes to speak with you about the loan. I'll call them later. Mr. Jordan has some news. So, Jordan? Yeah, a guy picked me up last night with a proposition. He'll return the gum Arabic for half the value. Most fortunate, if true. At least I'll get something out of it that way. A whole year's work... Isn't gone for nothing. Most interesting that he would go to you, Jordan. I'm not trying to explain that. And how do we know we can trust you at all? You don't. So suppose we forget the whole thing. Uh, now, do not be hasty, Jordan. Look, Haka, you're the one that landed me in this mess from the beginning. I didn't ask for it. Okay, Rocky. How do I know the whole thing isn't phony? Why should I trust any of you? Why don't you sit down, Rocky? Well, all right. Just make up your minds. We'll go through with it. Only you can't blame me for wanting to know one thing. Yeah? If there's nothing in this for you, just why are you doing it? I don't know. Maybe I can't help liking some people. Well, I'll push things at the bank and try having the 6,000 pounds for you this afternoon. One thing, though, Jordan. The police must be informed of this. You think they'll deliver the stuff with the police around? The police need not appear until the merchandise is in our hands. Then they can give it safe escort to Mrs. Sheldon's boat. Okay, it's your money. And Jordan... I'll be close around, too. And if it turns out you're working a deal, I'll never forget it. Right away, we set it up with Sam Sabaya and the Cairo police to move in after the cargo was delivered to me and escort it safely to the boat and out of Egypt. Well, Sheldon's loan went through. She put the 6,000 pounds in my hands. Soon after that, I got a phone call from the guy who had the cargo and we arranged a rendezvous. That set the stage. I knew that within the next two or three hours, somehow I'd have a few answers to the mysterious caravan raid. 
But I needed some props. So first I stopped off at the 5 and 10, picked up a few things. Then I went alone across the Nile to where the camel trail comes down to the river. At the appointed hour, the camels began to show up one by one. I paid off a share to each driver who quickly vanished. Finally, all 24 loaded camels were delivered. Then I made my next move, and a short time later, I signaled Sam Sabaya. He moved in quickly with his men. We will take over now, Jordan. Uh, the caravan's all yours, Sam. My job's done. Oh, a moment. Were there not 24 camels? Uh-uh, 23. 20? Hmm. Perhaps a mistake in my figures. Oh, we all make mistakes. Indeed we do. Would you like to clear up one of your mistakes at this time, Jordan? What do you mean? After you left my office this morning, three pages were missing from the Tracus dossier. Well, Jordan? <laughs> you got me, Sam. Here they are. Thank you. I trust that you found them good reading. I didn't learn much. Jordan, I fear there are things that you will never learn. For example, when to leave well enough alone. A short while later, I was at Sheldon's boat as the caravan slowly pulled onto the docks. Sheldon, Sam, and I watched from the deck as the last of the gum Arabic was taken off the camels and loaded into the ship's hold. Well, there it is, finally. Yes, Mrs. Sheldon. And rest assured that we will continue in our efforts to find the raiders. Mm, small chance. But thanks for everything, Captain. I will leave a detail of men on board for your protection until you clear Alexandria. And the best of luck, Mrs. Sheldon. Goodbye, Captain. Uh, coming, Jordan? Uh, not just yet, Sam. I'll see you in a minute. Uh, <clears throat> As you wish. Well, Rocky, it looks like I owe you some sort of an apology. I don't think so. I'll admit I didn't trust you very much. Well, nobody expected you to. Anyhow, you're still out 6,000 pounds. I'm not complaining. Wish you could come along. You'd enjoy the trip. Yeah, wish I could too. A moment there, Jordan. Oh, you want to see me, Hakkar? Indeed, I do. There were 24 camel loads to be delivered. All right, what about it? Only 23 arrived here. That's all that showed up. Then where is the other camel? How should I know? 23, 24, what's the difference? The difference, you say. An entire load of gum Arabic. So they held out on you. Go hunt it up if it means so much. Mr. Jordan, I demand an explanation. Oh, let it go, Hakar. We're lucky to get any of it back. But Jordan paid for all the camel loads, he said. We will not be cheated out of one. Forget it. We're not going to wait around any longer. Got to get this load to my side. Do you mean to say you're going to let him get away I with... said forget it. I'm not giving word to shove off before anything more happens. I'll look you up when I get back, Rocky. Jordan, I... Jordan, a moment, before you go down the gangplank. What are you so excited about, Akka? Excited? You're quite mistaken. I don't think so. I am certain that you know where the other camel load is, Mr. Jordan. Yeah? What's there about the load that bothers you so much? Why, the gum Arabic, of course. You know, I don't think gum Arabic interests you at all. What do you mean? I think it's something else. These, maybe. Let me see. Sure, have a look. Diamonds. I, I don't touch. Where did you get them, Jordan? From inside the gum Arabic on the 24th camel. You will give them to me. Why, a car? Are they yours? Did you hide them there? Jordan, listen to me. You masterminded quite a deal, didn't you? The phony Bedouin raid, the deal with me to return the stuff. So you could get a private police escort for your smuggled jewels right out of Egypt. There is no time to... You talk. even killed your Confederate trucker so he wouldn't start talking. 
Did Sheldon know about this? Quickly before she returns. Yeah, I knew she didn't. Jordan, you're a smart man. I'll cut you in. I'll make you a deal. The other way around, her car. I got the jewels. All right, anything you say. First, you fork over Sheldon's 6,000 pounds. And these diamonds go to the police. I will have them. That car lunged at me, and all at once he was a wild man fighting and clawing for the bag in my hand. The back of my fist drove him away, but he was in again, pushing me to the rail. The next time I drove him back, his hand went for an inside pocket. That's when I got tired of the game. I moved in ahead of the gun, and his shot went wild. I locked his head in my arm, whirled, tossed him over my shoulder and over the rail. I waited for a splash that didn't come, and then I saw why. When I looked down, it was into the upturned, surprised face of Captain Sam Sabaya. Fez over one eye and what was left of an Egyptian cigarette dangling in his mouth. Lying at his feet where he had hit the dock was the crumbled body of Hakkar. More from Rocky Jordan in just a moment. After one of the summer's warmer days, Mrs. Thompson decided to have dinner out on the back patio. Let's listen in for a moment. Hey, honey, this was a swell idea. A warm evening and a cool dinner out here in the patio. Thank you. And my favorite cold meats. Well, help yourself, dear. There's meatloaf and ham and liverwurst. <laughs> well, let me add it. And say, pass the catsup. The kind with that swell flavor I like. You mean Del Monte catsup. That's my good old standby, darling. I can always count on it for a special flavor treat. Yes, you can count on Del Monte catsup, Mrs. Thompson, just as you depend on all Del Monte foods for flavor. Say, that Del Monte catsup has a zesty spiced tomato goodness that just makes those low-cost foods come to life. You can count on the men folks asking for second helpings every time. Yes, Del Monte catsup is spiced tomato flavor at its best. A real pepper-upper with meatloaf, beans, french fries, with any food that calls for catsup. Look for Del Monte catsup at your grocer's. Try it. Then, just like Tommy Thompson, you'll be saying... Pass the catsup. The kind with that swell flavor I like. The Del Monte catsup. Back now to Rocky Jordan. Pieces finally fell into place. Trakas and Hakkar had been in the smuggling job together. Their problem was to get the loot off the continent without police interference. So they engineered the phony Bedouin raid. And when the caravan was in their hands, they hid the diamonds inside one of the loads of gum Arabic. Then they returned it with the promise of a police escort all the way out of Egypt. That was real clever, and it might have worked. Except that I got on to it when I read the papers from the Trakas dossier, found out what Sam's mm-hmms meant. The Trakas was best known as a jewel smuggler. And the fact that Trakas was last seen in Tanganyika meant just one thing. Diamonds. Well, after Sam had put her car away, he joined me at my tambourine for coffee. Jordan, I still fail to understand what you see in Mrs. Sheldon. It's all a matter of taste, Sam. For instance, you make sweet syrup out of your coffee, but not me. Uh, will you uh, pass me the sugar, please? Sure. There you are. Thank you. You realize, Jordan, that I had instructed my men to thoroughly search the gum Arabic on Sheldon's boat before it cleared Alexandria. I didn't know, sir. As I expected, the diamonds were all found there. They fortunately were not on the 24th camel. Oh, I took that chance. I knew that holding out one camel would make the real smuggler show his hand. I'm sure glad it was her car instead of Sheldon. Oh, one more thing, Jordan. About the diamonds. You mean the ones I had? Yes. I would like to see them. Oh, sure. 
There you are. Look him over. <laughs> Diamonds, Jordan? These are nothing but rhinestones. Practically worthless. That's right. I picked him up at the five and ten. finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and canned tomatoes. And Del Monte tomato juice. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya. Original music composed and conducted by Richard Arant. Rocky Jordan is produced and directed by Cliff Howell. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The Lady from Istanbul. <laughs> Real roast-in-the-ear flavor. Matchless butter tenderness. That's Del Monte corn. One more good food from the brand that always puts flavor first. Packed in two styles, golden cream style and golden whole kernel, Del Monte has that sweet country cream flavor that tastes so good. When you're shopping for corn, look for Del Monte first. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>